I'm Stephanie Howe, co-host of Get Inspired and Innovate, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. This episode of the Burned In Teacher Podcast is brought to you by Blinkist, my personal favorite way to listen to books in short blinks. Hear me out here. It really truly is more knowledge in less time. It's perfect for curious people like me who love to learn and busy people like me who don't have time to read and even people who aren't into reading also like me. Blinkist offers a way for busy people, not just professionals, to understand books and podcasts in 15 minutes or less. You can read or listen to books. You can find your next read based on your interests. You can even take advantage of new shortcasts. So Blinkist has teamed up with podcast creators to bring you key insights from podcasts. So if you want to be more knowledgeable, more successful, healthier, a better parent, happier, or be your best self, Blinkist is perfect. 95% of Blinkist members read significantly more than before. 91% of Blinkist members create better habits, and 87% of Blinkist users have made positive changes in their lives thanks to Blinkist. And you know, that's what I'm all about. And if you are a Burned In Teacher podcast listener, you can get a seven-day free trial of Blinkist. And trust me, when you begin, you will never read books the same again. So go to bit.ly slash B-I-T blink seven. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash B-I-T B-L-I-N-K seven to get seven days free of Blinkist. My favorite way to learn so I can take action and take my next best step. Hey there, I'm Amber Harper, former burned out teacher turned teacher burnout coach, dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life. After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change and that something was me. I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence, as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend. And I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward a few years later, and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course, and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom and here on the mic, using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher podcast is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you're about to take your next best step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Now let's get started. Well, 
hey there, Burn In Teachers. Welcome to episode 128 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. And based on the title of this episode, you might be thinking that this, um, this episode is going to be kind of sad, lonely, and depressing. <laughs> but I guarantee you, it's not. As you know, and I've been very honest about, I have been struggling a lot with seasonal affective disorder, also known as the winter blues, also known as seasonal depression. And when I go to this place, especially recently, I, I lack inspiration. I lack motivation, as I'm sure many of you can relate to. And I'm not shy about sharing this journey to move through these feelings and these emotions, because I think that only hurts the greater good, you know, and what I'm trying to do here on the podcast. So what I've done in the past few weeks is I've allowed myself, like I said in last week's episode, to feel these feelings, to sit in silence, and to really think about what it is that gets me excited. And it's been hard. Um, it's been hard with very cloudy days, unpredictable weather, and very challenging behaviors in my classroom of 28 kindergartners. And what I decided to do today um, is sort of go back through past episodes and just reflect on how far the podcast and Burned In Teacher has come. And I'm so glad that I did because I actually came across a blog post that I wrote actually back in 2016. This is one of the very first blog posts that I wrote. And it was almost in letter form. And it was called Dear Sad, Lonely, Depressed Teacher. And I just felt a real pull and need to share this with you um, because especially scrolling through Instagram, I feel like so many recent podcast episodes are sort of coming together with this blog post that I just found that I wrote so many years ago. And, you know, kind of scrolling through Instagram, you know, I'm seeing articles that are being, you know, reposted by teachers. And one of them that I came across is stress is pushing many teachers out of the profession. And wow, that hit home so hard to me. Um, because especially this time of year when it's so challenging, if you're already dealing with burnout and then you're dealing with the winter blues and you're dealing with the behaviors and you're dealing with the weather and all of the, you know, here in Indiana, we've got some bills that are, that are being proposed that are just out of this world ridiculous. And reading this blog post that I wrote, I felt I felt like I was speaking to myself in a way. <laughs> and in many ways, Burned in Teacher has evolved and changed. And, you know, since 2016, the podcast started and um, Burned in Teacher University was born. The Mastermind was born. Hacking Teacher Burnout is now here. So when I read this blog post to you, I am going to kind of chime in with a couple of things that may have changed or um, with some ways that I'm applying my own advice to myself this year in this challenging time right now in February of 2022. So I'm going to dive into just reading this blog post to you with, like I said, some inserts and some extra added advice to help you if you're feeling especially sad, lonely, and depressed. Also, I give in this blog post uh, some specific, a specific list of things that you can do if you're feeling especially challenged right now. 
And um, I think that it will be really helpful. So I, in this in this blog post, I do share five ways that I myself and others have pulled out of that sadness, loneliness, and depression. So this is very actionable. It's not just in letter form, but it is giving you five ways that I myself and what I've learned from others um, through research have done to pull themselves out of sadness, loneliness, and depression. Now, I have to say this again, as I said last week, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a counselor. I'm a coach, I'm a kindergarten teacher, and my my job, I truly believe, is to help move people forward, both my students here in my classroom and you um, on the other end of this podcast. And if you choose to join the mastermind someday or you're reading Hacking Teacher Burnout, I'm not here to diagnose anybody or tell you what to do if you are suffering from depression. I just know from my experience and from what I've learned through my research, what has worked for me and what maybe has worked for other people. And um, so with that being said, I'm going to dive into reading reading this blog post to you and um, just jumping in with also some extra added advice. So here we go. I remember very vividly too many mornings that I sat in my car wiping my tears and making sure that my mascara wasn't smeared all over my eyes before walking into school. I didn't want anyone to know that their employee, their teacher friend, their teacher was fighting depression and a feeling of complete and total isolation and sadness. Some mornings I felt like I had a reason to be sad and others I really didn't know why the tears were flowing. But either way, they did. It wasn't until I had a very public emotional breakdown in my grade level hallway in front of all of my friends that I realized that I had a real problem and that I had to take some action. Here's what I did and what I have learned others are doing to either pull themselves out of the depths of depression or to keep themselves from going back into it. Number one, we talked about it and sought out the why. For the several times that I went through some depression and burnout, the real solution started with conversations about my feelings and really trying to figure out the why. This was different than complaining, blaming, or bitching to people who didn't know what it was like to be a teacher. Finding other educators who understood where my frustrations were, what I could do about it, and where I could find some support was a huge help in me fighting the depression and the loneliness. Several teachers in the Burned and Teacher podcast Facebook community I've mentioned seeking out other Facebook groups that are specific to their grade level, their subject, or their title. Finding a place where quote unquote, your people hang out has been really helpful, they have said. And I'm going to interject here. So the Burden Teacher Podcast Facebook community is a place where I invite people to come and to seek support, to ask for some advice about specific challenges that they are dealing with in their current situation. Um, I also post some uh, what are called engagement posts that get people talking. I ask questions. I, I have polls in there to try to get people engaged. And it's been very challenging. It's a group of over a thousand teachers from around the world who are kind of leaning in and saying, I want to be part of something where the conversation is different. Okay. But if you are really looking to move through this, this process, and you're really looking for people that really know that the burned in teacher community is a safe place where you can talk about your challenges and get positive proactive support then the burn in teacher mastermind is where i would suggest that you go the podcast facebook community is great if you kind of just want to put yourself out there and say hey i'm challenged with this what would you do you'll get some really great positive advice but if you really want it to be a long lasting 
you know, path toward moving through your burnout, then I would recommend the mastermind. So you can join the podcast Facebook community for totally for free at uh, facebook.com slash groups slash burned in teacher. Or if you're interested in learning more about the mastermind experience that is open all the time, um, that includes burned in teacher university. That's my eight step process and the amazing community of teachers who are using this process to change their lives. Go to burned slash mastermind. So the first thing is talking about it and seeking out the why from people. The second thing we did is we got physical or got lost in a good book. Another way that me and other people from the Burned In Teacher Facebook group have taken action is to simply get physically active, running, paddleboarding, going for a walk with a teacher friend, doing aerobics or yoga are only a few of the ways that we've gotten active and have seen some serious results of higher spirits, healthier relationships, and less isolation. Other teachers feel freedom and release from the stress of teaching by reading and finding others who enjoy reading in their building. They start a book sharing club of sorts and find solace in sharing their love of good literature to combat depression and isolation. If you're interested in reading a book to get help you to get burned back in, try reading Hacking Teacher Burnout. Now, I have to interject. <laughs> so what was really made me smile is it used to say, uh, check out the um, the eight steps. I can't even remember what it was called, my ebook. Um, this was way before Hacking Teacher Burnout came out. This is where my little my little baby idea of turning burned in into a, an acronym was um, was kind of born. And now it says, try reading Hacking Teacher Burnout. Um, you can find it on Amazon. I have a link here in the show notes. I'm also going to link to this blog post as well. So whatever your hobby is, make sure that you do it and do it often, okay? My advice to you, find something that you enjoy doing, whether it's diving into a good book or a pool, and make it a priority. No excuses, especially no grading papers in your classroom over taking a nice bike ride with your significant other. The third thing we did is we took action. If you've read my story here or on burnedinteacher.com or have heard me mention it on my podcast already, you know that there were several points in my teaching career where I had to take significant action. Some of my big action steps seemingly failed in the moment, but in the end, they all led up to me getting to a place that was right for me. Taking action can be very scary and even seem impossible in some settings, but Taking action for your specific situation, your specific personality or goals or aspirations looks very different for everyone, and they are certainly all important. Where I have seen the most burnout in my short career as a teacher coach and ed tech consultant, P.S., I don't do ed tech consulting anymore, is when teachers have found themselves stuck in the same routine for years with no goals and no plans to set them. Even if you've been teaching for 30 years, you have to know that it's okay to have to, to have or desire to change and that it's never too late to take action toward it. If you need advice on ways to take action, you can definitely check out the rest of these podcast episodes. They're all action-based and Hacking Teacher Burnout has a ton of actions to take. Um, or if you have any questions about this, go ahead and contact me at support at burnedinteacher.com. The fourth step that we have taken to move from being sad, lonely, and depressed is that we stop letting people have power over us. And I want to add in here that we stop letting our emotions have power over us. You know, I, um, I've just recently in the last several weeks after dealing with so many challenging behaviors and 
um, along with, you know, my emotions that, you know, are behind this curtain of, of seasonal affective disorder is I've realized, I just told somebody else, um, in my building yesterday, I said, you know, as challenging as these days or weeks have been, I have never felt so calm. And that's because I have detached my self-worth and my teacher worth. I detached them from what happen in the classroom. I know that I'm doing my best. And in all honesty, I know that my students are doing the very best with what they have and what they have um, been taught. And all we can do is keep trying, keep um, encouraging each other and keep, keep practicing. <laughs> and, um, and, and that's something that I never thought that I would be able to say is that through all these challenges that I'm not feeling defeated um, I may have used those words in some parts of my days of, you know, these, these short stints where I'm feeling defeated, but I don't feel that way as a whole anymore. And that's huge for me because I am an empath and I absorb every emotion that is around me. And I have done this work long enough where I've become mentally strong. Um, most days, I'm not perfect, y'all, okay? But I, most days I feel mentally aware and mentally strong enough to move through these negative self-talk, this negative self-talk that sometimes creeps in. And um, so that has come from years now of knowing that I'm not going to let people or emotions have power over me. So let me go ahead with this step number four. As teachers, we are in the constant role of peacekeeper, and that's great. But some teachers, including myself at one point, believe that being a peacekeeper means not advocating for themselves. When we allow our principal or a bully teacher or students to have power over our emotions, we will lose every single time. This is not permission to be combative or argumentative or aggressive, okay? <laughs> um, this is coming from someone who used to be very combative, argumentative, and aggressive. But this is permission to be a problem solver and a feedback seeker. You can stop letting people have power over you by doing a few things. Number one. Have a conversation about and set expectations for being respectful to one another, to you with your students. This doesn't have to be a rule setting session, but more of a setting of expectations that you are all a team and that it doesn't have to be you against them or vice versa. Letting them know that you are all in this together can make a huge difference in how your students treat each other and you. This will not be an immediate change. It will take many reminders, many conversations, and modeling for it to become a full expectation. You know, um, one thing that I'm looking at next month is doing a few episodes on what I have done in my kindergarten classroom that is applicable, I believe, if you take it and, and make it your own. Um, some things that have really helped with our classroom behavior and the flow of our day. Um, and, and just reading this makes me smile because it, it was true then and it's true now. You know, we can have... Um, we can have expectations that are a little too high for ourselves and for our students at different seasons of the year. And, um, and having these conversations will make a difference, but it does take time. Okay, another thing you can do um, to stop letting people have power over you is to make it known how you feel and let it also be known that you will not stand for it anymore. In my first years of teaching, I allowed myself to be bullied by not only a fellow grade level teacher, but even my mentor teacher and even my principal. And I don't even know if they necessarily knew that they were doing it, but it was happening It was happening nonetheless. If I would have had the courage to stand up for myself and say, this is, this is what I feel is happening, this is how I feel about it, 
and I need to know what we can do as professionals to make it stop. I would have set myself up for a lot more success, respect, and a lot less sadness. Um, the, the third thing is to believe that you are important and so are your feelings. Several teachers who I've talked to have mentioned many times that they feel that no one even cares about them. And my question to them is, how do you know that this is how they feel? A lot of times it's a speculation or an assumption. Believe that you are worth taking the time to have conversations, take action, and chew, and build those relationships with kindness and empathy before you assume that everyone hates you. So a couple of things from, from these three things you can do to stop letting people have power over you. Number one, it's really, really important that you sort of plan what it is that you want to say before you say it. I gave this advice to Elizabeth Ann last week um, on Ask BIT to make sure that you sort of either list out or write out what it is that you want to say. And this worked really well for me recently. Um, as I said, I have 28 kindergartners and a part-time assistant, and it is very, very challenging. And I recently um, had a conversation with my principal, and I started out with, with me saying, listen, I just want to let you know I'm very frustrated, but I'm not frustrated with you. I know that this is not in your hands, but I have to say something. It kind of goes back to that. If you see something, say something, right? And we had a very productive and positive conversation about how I was feeling and whether or not anything could even be done about it. And because of that conversation, more conversations have happened. And I am hopeful that there will be steps that, that happen because I did the brave, hard thing and I just simply let her know how I was feeling. And I think that me prefacing with it, prefacing the conversation with, I'm not blaming you. I'm not even mad about it. I just have to let you know how hard it is to do this job with these expectations with this many students. And I need help. And it has changed a lot. It's changed a lot. Um, I, I feel like um, trust has grown between the two of us because she knows I'm going to come to her. And um, I think that more conversations have happened and more teachers have felt that they can, you know, stand up, raise their hand, lean in, however you want to say it and say, this is hard for me. And I need to know, I need to let you know that this is hard for me. And here's what I need. Or can you help me with? Okay. Um, the second thing about this is that I had a conversation with a teacher today in my building about not making assumptions. You know, it's so easy for us to make assumptions or judgments about parents, especially when we have no idea what their life is like. And vice versa, the same goes for us. Nobody knows what we're dealing with and we don't know what anybody else is dealing with too. So making assumptions that people hate you or they snipped at you because, you know, they don't like the way you teach or, or whatnot, that's not fair to you or them. And no one's going to know unless you sit down and have these conversations. And I know it's hard, but they will make all of the difference in the world, especially if you come at it from a place of empathy, grace, and kindness. And again, like I said last week in Ask BIT, with, um, with positive intent and seeking to understand, okay? All right, the fifth one. The fifth thing you can do to, um, to move through the sad, sadness, loneliness, and depression is the fifth thing we did is we made a much needed change. 
I'm going to say really quickly, this can be so different on so many different levels for so many different people. So take this with and kind of roll with it with what you're comfortable with. And if you have any questions, I really do want you to send me a DM on Instagram at Vernon Teacher or send me an email and let's chat about it. This one is pretty subjective based on the reason for a depression, sadness, or discontent. For me, I needed a change in the definition of my career as a teacher. I needed to be the master of my own time and serve students through serving their teachers through the Vernon Teacher website, coaching, and EdTech consulting. EdTech being another love of mine. For you, it could be the same thing or simply a change in grade level or school building. Now, I have to interject. I obviously wrote this when I was in the midst of making a change into leaving the classroom. I left the classroom back in 2018. So I was really, um, I was really considering leaving um, to pursue burden teacher full time. As you know now, I am back in the classroom. So here's where I'm going to get a little real with you. Sometimes the much needed change is us and our attitude. I'm embarrassed, but not ashamed to tell you that some of the challenges that I found in my career were caused by me. Whether it was my attitude, my delivery, or what I believed to be true, I had some changes to make in myself before I could change anything about my unhappiness and my environment. So if you believe that your principal is putting too much on your plate and you hate him for it, think about it. Think about it. Is that really what he means for you to do? If you're unsure, simply ask. If your colleague isn't wanting to collaborate with you, it's because you always bowl her over with your opinions about how things should be taught, your negativity about how education is going down the toilet, and it doesn't matter what you do, or maybe it's because you simply aren't nice. This is not to say that you are the root of your depression, anxiety, loneliness, or sadness. This is certainly, there are certainly many factors that can be happening around us that can make teaching, teaching life very hard and unpleasant. But there are also many things that we can do both internally and externally to pull ourselves out of this cycle of depression and burnout. If you want or need support, the Burden Teacher Podcast Facebook group is ready and willing to give you that support. We are here for you no matter what. And with all of that being said, there are a couple of articles that I have here on teaching with depression. One is from Edutopia and one is from We Are, we Are Teachers. So obviously these are several years old, but I really do think that if that's something that you feel like you're dealing with, this will be helpful in you taking some action. Um, so I do end this blog with saying, take a deep breath, be your own hero, burn on. And that is it for this week's podcast. I have been smiling ear to ear. As I've been reading this, even though, you know, like I said, it's called Dear Sad, Lonely, Depressed Teacher, because what it's helped me to realize is that I'm still on the same path. I am still working through this journey. I'm still working on myself. I'm still <laughs> taking steps daily, taking action daily to be the best teacher that I can be and to be the best person that I can be and make this the best life that it can be because we only get one. So if you are struggling, I really encourage you to talk to somebody, anybody that you feel can help to move you forward because the only other option is to stay stuck in where you are now. And that, in my opinion, is not an option. So let's move forward together. If you have any questions, like I've said, I'm here for you or I can help to point you in the direction of someone who could help you. 
Email me at support at burnedinteacher.com. Find me on Instagram at burnedinteacher. Send me a DM or, of course, of course, join our Burned In Teacher podcast Facebook community at facebook.com slash groups slash burnedinteacher. I'm here for you. And until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burned In Teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.